being Wednesday, and uh, it's just a few minutes past the 11 o'clock hour, it's time for Left, Right, and Center, our regular look at issues of the day from generally somewhat differing political perspectives. Robert Metz is here, as he usually is. Welcome, on. And Gil Warren is sitting in for the, is he in vacation? On vacation or in court? I forget. He's in vacation. Vacation. Vancouver. Vacationing Jeff Slimmer. Uh, welcome to you, Gil. Well, Gil's been a guest before on the program. Always Good nice to have him with Good us. Morning. I was wondering, guys, if we could maybe take a look, given your uh, differing, again, perspectives, philosophical perspectives on our society, on this pretty contentious issue of the downtown. Now, don't reach for the dial, folks. We're not going to talk about the same old stuff. At least I hope not. I want to find out whether what it represents, never mind physically the downtown, but what it represents, which is a... It's to some people's minds kind of a shared resource, privately owned but of great public interest. There were other people who think maybe the city should just buy all the land down there and, and make it a public resource. Um, there are other people who say, hey, case sera, sera, what will be will be, and government has no business interfering in this any more than it does with uh, trying to help the businesses on Hamilton Road or on Dundas East or whatever the case may be. Um, Gil, I'm going to ask you first. Well, I'm going to ask you both of these both these questions, and it, it's not a it's not a trick question at all. There are a lot of people who, on both sides, Bob, do you, is there a quote problem downtown? Well, there sure is. Um, the problem has been manifesting itself for years and years, and I would identify it primarily as an increasing political involvement. With all, there's always some kind of master political plan for downtown uh, that doesn't meet the privately owned interests that exist there already. As you say, you're, it, it's the approach of privately owned but of great public interest. Well, I wouldn't want to privately own anything that was of great public interest because everyone would be interfering with my interest. Mm -hmm. So that's the fundamental issue. Downtown taxes are, are exorbitant. Um, the, the policing situation is less than adequate in terms of, uh, you know, we've already discussed the issues of panhandling and things like that on the street, which are a tremendous deterrent to bringing people downtown. Um, over the years, I mean, there are certain stretch. The downtown has actually shifted too. So, you know, there's even an argument of what would we regard as our downtown? Do we just have one hub in this city now, or do we have several now? Mm -hmm. I would suggest maybe several. Okay, Gil, let me ask you the same question. Do we have a quote problem downtown, or do we just let life go on? Yes, I think we have a big problem downtown, and I think uh, it's been deteriorating uh, over the last 20 years. I remember a very vibrant downtown. There have been a series of um, uh, poor decisions by city council. There's been uh, economic trends going on, and uh, there are a lot of reasons why the downtown is deteriorating. But, but it's not an insoluble problem, and I think there's a number of solutions. But I think there must be involvement by uh, city government and uh, by the community and by provincial levels of government to revive our downtown. I guess the problem that many people have with, uh, with that idea is that all of these groups have had ample opportunity to become involved in the past. Um, the city government has pretended to do things for the last 10 years at least. Provincial government has kind of sniffed around several times in the same period of time. The federal government has given us a few dollars from time to time, most notably for the convention center. Why would we suppose today that these, these levels of government would be any, any more ready to take meaningful steps than they have in the past? Well, I think they've been uh, tinkering uh, with the problem and dealing with it on the edges, and I need to grapple with the, with the real core problems. I mean, one of the problems is that you have to pay for parking downtown, whereas if you go to the malls, it's free. And, and part of that is because of the tax structure of the malls and the cheap land that they buy on the edge of the city. 
if everybody had to pay for parking everywhere, including the malls, at the same rate, then the incentive to go downtown would be greatly increased. There's been problems like the Galleria Mall was approved by the city. It was overbuilt too big, uh, and it made it so that uh, uh, what business there was downtown all went to Galleria, and then it created empty stores, and well, that's should, a bad impression. Should the, Bob, should the city not have, quote, allowed that? I mean, it's free enterprise. Couldn't, shouldn't you be able to build a Galleria if you want? Sure. Uh, if, 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 you know, everything else you're doing is basically legal. You know, the government's job in any in any sector of the economy, whether it's downtown, out in the suburbs, or to your home, is to provide some basic services for which the government gets paid more than generously in terms of what you get back. Because you're paying maybe, you know, 10 to 100 times worth of what the service that you actually get from the city is. So there's no reason why the government shouldn't be able to provide these services and keep them operating properly. Uh, unfortunately, government's getting into economic planning, which is, to me, not a government function. That's the function of the private market people decide with their own money what to do and I, I i mean the number of white elephants downtown you you could just list on a on a on a sheet of paper it's just amazing everything from well anything the government touches they're all white elephants I, I, dis I disagree uh, i disagree i i think bob is miss missing the point that uh traditionally for for uh many many years the city of london has controlled growth in this city that's part of their function they, they issue building permits, they do zoning. Well, in that and sense, they're doing it the way I just said. They're controlling the growth by only in accordance with their ability to provide the services to... to no, you have to, to, uh, you have to look at the market. That growth. You have to look at the market. How many customers come downtown and how much money do they spend? And if you overbuild a mall, you created the problem. And the city was not paying attention when they did Galleria. It was too big. And it's the same with skyscrapers. If you have one company come in and build a gigantic skyscraper, it empties all the other skyscrapers, and you have other empty offices. So what do we do, tear down Galleria? No, we, we, it's too late. I mean, once you make a decision like Galleria, you're, you're stuck with it. So uh, there, then you have to work on alternatives. Like, instead of viewing an empty store as a negative thing, you should see it as a liability. There's a space, there's a building. What could you do with it? You mean as an opportunity? Yes. And, and, and if, you, if it can't function as a small business because the market isn't there, there are other alternatives, say, for instance, an art gallery, a free store, a place for people to gather in terms of uh, a community space. But there's no, there's no market viability to any of those activities you just suggested. There uh, is some market viability. It's you know, not, it can't, they can't pay the full rent, but to the landlord, it's better to have that space filled than to have it empty. Well, I, I, I would just ask, how, how, why would you say that? If, it, if that were the case, why aren't they all filled now? The landlords certainly have had the opportunity to do that. Because the landlords are trying to go for market rent, and uh, so they say, well, it's either market rent or it's empty, and, which is a normal sort of business way of looking at it. What I'm arguing is that there's a lot of community resources there collectively that could be used, and, and sometimes actually landlords have worked out deals to let their front windows yeah, be used for, sure, for displays yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I well, think well, that's what does wonderful. that mean, community resources? I, know, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, there's a space, instead of looking at the empty building as a liability, oh my goodness. But that belongs to an individual. You're, you're calling that building a community resource? Is that what you're saying? It, it is a community resource. The, the Galleria Mall is a community resource. It gives us a place to go shopping. But well, there's, there's a, a function, a community there's a function. center where people go to shop, but it's a private enterprise there it's not a community resource as such uh, um, you, you know but Bob, would you disagree that what it pr pr provides is a, is a resource for the community well I mean, as I've said before I don't believe there's any such thing as quote uh, public property in the sense that whenever we use that word it means government because 
even private places, they're all public. Everything's a community resource. If you're going to use that word, then it applies to everything in the city, not just downtown. It applies to, to Gal Galleria downtown, to White Oaks Mall, to Westmount, to all the rest of them. Um, it's not going to solve the problem. To me, the downtown problem is politicians. Get the politicians right out of that marketplace. There should be almost like a constitution written. There's been too much free market states, downtown. That's the problem. That states that politicians will not get involved and it will get worse. It will and, and guarantees that for a, for a given period of time so that business people can, can trust the market that they're entering and not have to be worrying about uh, political maneuvering. Like, I despair when I see something like Diane Haskett going and talking to a big movie chain and trying to drag them downtown instead of where they want to go. Uh, they're obviously going where the market demands their presence, and Diane Haskett wants to drag them somewhere where... They're going to lose. She's going to lose. The community's going to lose. Well, they're, now, not, they're not going, so it's well, not going to Well, happen. but I mean the, the very, the gall of the attempt to send a message miles across this country that this is not a good city to do business no, in. No, I don't think so. I think, I think you're, you're being silly there. Uh, it is it's not a matter of, of either making a fortune out at Masonville or losing money downtown. It's a matter of the rate of return. They can still make money downtown, especially if we bring in some of these ideas about getting getting parking, uh, having parking paid in the malls. I mean, another big problem, uh, downtown, you're talking how about... That, how does that change anything? If the rate of return is better out in the mall than it is downtown, but if you're not allowed, still going to be out in the mall. Not if you're not allowed to do it through a bylaw. If that's not part of the market, because it's been excluded from the market... But then, it hasn't been, so... No, the city sh but the city may be able to find other ways other than the, 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 the zoning. Maybe they had an opportunity to say, yeah, I've, I've got another no theaters at all. I've got there. a question for you, though. You, you, you talked about rate of return, and... If I may say, you're being a little silly about that. A corporation does not just look at the rate of return. Does it mean we're going to make money in two years, five years, ten years, twenty years? You could stay in many situations. You could stay for a thousand years, and you still will never recover your investment. Mm -hmm. So it's not as simple as saying they might not be as busy downtown, but they'll still make enough money to keep going. That's not true. Economics says that's not true. And and that theater chain, whatever the bylaws are. If they looked at downtown and said, we are not going to be able to get enough money out of this to get what we think is a reasonable return on our money, not what Gil thinks or Jim thinks or Bob thinks, but what we think, they're not going to build it, period. Yeah, but if you, if you are controlling the market by saying you cannot build any more theaters in the malls, then that's not the market anymore. That's been removed from the market. Mm -hmm. you're, you're limiting the market, and you're saying the only market is downtown. And well, that's what so, so they're not going to build downtown. They've already said that. Well, fact, they, they will build when, when there's enough customers. Exactly. I mean, the other problem we have is there's a whole bunch of existing theaters downtown mm -hmm. that aren't being utilized enough now. I mean, you can go to, to Smuggler's Cove there, and they'll let you in for two bucks because they're desperate for customers. Yeah. And it's because people are not going downtown. And why are they not going downtown? Because they have to have paid parking. Because uh, there are not enough other activities. Because there's not enough people living downtown. We have all these empty parking lots, which should be housing. And if they were medium-rise, medium-density housing developments, you would have people living downtown who would then go to the theater. You said earlier, I think, just in passing, you're suggesting that rather than make parking free downtown, we should make people pay at the malls. Yes, yes, and that would, in, that would in also help public transit. Who would get that money? Uh, well, I mean, you could... Uh, have the city get it, or well, well, why would a private person, a private enterprise, do something to handicap himself just to make himself even with his competition? That's not how it works. People oh, try yeah, to that's a con every market is controlled. There are rules in every market, and I mean, you always give me this myth about how the, the markets are free. They're not. Markets I never said that. I, I advocate free markets, and I and I disdain unfree markets, which are what exist, Gil. That's the whole point. And, and you're correct when you say that the rules are different downtown than they might be in White Oaks or elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That's a big problem. 
you're 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 having the law applied unequally to different areas yeah, of so town. So charge for parking in the mall. Uh, well, no, 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 no. That's, that's private, private property. property you can't do that. No, yes, you can. You can. That's that's morally offensive to me that you could suggest that the city's going to walk in on private property and tell them you guys got to charge money for anybody who parks on your property that you're giving away free right now. How mm -hmm. can you say something like that? You could, and that would reduce the cost of the goods that people buy. Why don't you advocate by reducing taxes downtown you, or offering free parking you giving, downtown? You would be giving the market for bicycles and public transit an advantage because then you could go to the mall and you wouldn't have to. You know, this is a, this is a typical socialist solution is not to reduce the pain where it exists but to spread the pain out to the rest of the community that's that's equality if downtown is suffering let's make the malls suffer so how are you well, going to deal with the parking difference then how do you, are you going to if have you free want free parking, parking downtown the city could pass free parking you could have two hours free parking on every street but or, that or an hour public transit use because then the cost what does public transit use got to do with because anything. you want to have public people take public transit no you don't why as well. Because we have a bus system that we want to keep going. Well, because it's, it's environmentally You do, I don't. <laughs> it's, more, it's more environmentally responsible to encourage the use of public transit. I mean, you've got to look at these policies together. In people a are not going to... If I'm going shopping, I'm not getting on a bus. I don't like to carry all the bags and people things, and I will. can't buy as much. I have to put it in my car. If I'm going to buy a stereo, I'm sure not as heck going to go take it on a bus. Yeah, take, take the car that day. If you're going to go down and buy a diamond ring... Then take the bus. I but mean, we can do that, that now. Choice. But people have that choice now. Not, but if the, uh, what I'm arguing is, if the if the if parking is free downtown, then the cost of the bus fare is then more than free parking, and so you have an incentive to take the car. If parking is high priced downtown, uh, then you have an incentive to take the bus because the price of the bus fare is less than the parking. Except cost. that it that doesn't work because people have had that incentive has been in place for ten years and people aren't taking the bus. There are people taking the bus. But not enough, you said yourself. In, 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 in downtown Toronto, I mean, you have but the same situation. We aren't in downtown Toronto, no. we're in downtown London. Yeah, but you, in any downtown, if you have... When I worked in downtown parking. Toronto, I took public transit because it was more efficient to get back and forth to work and back, mm -hmm. especially on the subway. It was extremely efficient. Getting in my car would have taken uh, two hours. Getting on the subway was 10 or 11 minutes. So, so there is there is a reason to use public transit. You can't tell me that... It's also cheaper than downtown in Toronto. Uh, true, as far as taking the, taking taking the subway in Toronto is concerned, but London doesn't have that kind of service, and our bus service well, we is certainly have. nothing that can compete in terms of time, efficiency, or any other means, or even scheduling, with, with private transit, which, which is what people's cars if, are. But if we had... If we had We'd have to be very congested downtown before public transit would actually pay for itself, and where people would want to get on the bus instead of using their car. But see, again, this all, this all ties in together with other issues. If, if you have a, uh, a process here in London where land on the edge of the city is relatively cheap and you have urban sprawl developing and you can buy land for a mall or you can buy land for a subdivision at low prices, that contributes to urban sprawl, which leads to a society that is car-based or car-addicted. If, on the other hand, you Well, that's you also a zoning issue. Uh, yeah. like, you if, know, you're constraining the, if you're constraining the development so that you're not sprawling out into the countryside and you have higher densities in the downtown area, you can support public transit and well, you can I reduce think, the use of cars. I think one of the things that promotes the use of cars municipally is zoning laws that, that force certain kinds of retail outlets and stuff to be centralized and in one central location. Like, to me, I think one of the nicest areas in town is the Wortley Road area, you know, because it has such a variety mm -hmm. of what's available in there. You can tell that was built before there was any zoning. And people can live in their homes and walk and, and get yeah. just about anything they want. You can't do that in most areas of the city. But doesn't and that, it also doesn't but pay. That, was, that, that neighborhood was designed before cars were king. No, but isn't, isn't Gil's, I think you two are almost making the same point here, that, that uh, what has happened is that we have seen this proliferation 
of cheap land on the outskirts, and you can't change that. The land is worth what somebody will pay for it. But zoning has allowed all these big box things, not just the big boxes, but a lot of the small boxes, too, all Strip around malls, the city. you know, everything. Yeah. So Overbuilt. I, I think you're both saying the same thing here, really, as I sit here. You're both concerned about that kind of... Well, let them build wherever they want, because essentially that's what our zoning has been, in spite of well, all the I, I, I talk I didn't to mean contrary. to imply that. I meant more to suggest that zoning is forcing it that way. It's not, it's not like you can build wherever you want. If you want to do a certain kind of store, you've got to be in a certain area zoned for it. Yeah, you but, can't the, but you could, the zoning still is responsible for what happened. A different zoning may true. have had a, led to a different result. We have to pause for a second, though, because our zoning commissioner, Ryan Spence, says it's time, and we will be right back more with Left, Right, and Center. Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. I'm Jim Chapman. Gil Warren sitting in for the vacationing Jeff Schlemmer. Bob Metz with me. If you want to join the discussion, if you've got any points to make, feel free to call us at 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel. Gil, I want to come back to one thing you said before, mm -hmm. only because I want to make sure that I fully understand this and its ramifications. You said earlier that uh, if, if the malls were forced to charge for parking, it changes the dynamic. W would you, now, obviously you're right, it, it would change the dynamic. Do you then advocate that the city should have the authority to force the malls to put parking meters in and give them the money? Yes, if that's if that's necessary. I mean, the first step would be to try to talk to the balls and negotiate something mm -hmm. and and see if you could get an agreement. But but what I'm suggesting well, is, no, no, I, well, I that's an interesting way to approach an agreement. If you don't agree with us, we'll force you. Yes. Well, yeah. that's not that's like that's how unions operate, and that's why I oh, consider you're unions totally. No, no I'm anti-force. Yeah. I don't think a person should that's be allowed force. to. That's not force. It is. Yes, it it is. is doing your job as a government, and it, the first step is to see if you can negotiate something, and if you can, you do that. And if the other side is not willing to play and not willing to negotiate, you, you move on to... So you, 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 uh, uh, you support then municipal expropriation of land and the, all of that yep. wide gamut of Well, it, within reason. I mean, I don't... Who's reason? I don't... I don't obviously it, not the owners. Obviously not the yeah. people who, who are involved. You don't care about them. I who, do. You're, who, 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 whose yeah. interest are you acting in when you, when you, if the when city you come has up with to expropriate, expropriate a business for some reason, and it's a legitimate reason, and it's democratically decided by the majority, that's fine. So I don't, majority, I don't, I the do majority not, can I do decide not anything, can it? I do not advocate the city uh, expropriating a whole neighborhood for a freeway or something. Uh, Why and, not? And wiping out a lot of housing. Why not? Because you have to make a decision based on what's good for the whole community, based on housing but, stock But if they were to do that, they would argue like that, that it was good for the whole community, and I want to know why you would make that a different distinction than forcing people to pay for parking. Anyway, in a, it's not a matter of private uh, we mall. Live, we live in a society where there are all kinds of rules and people are, are, are part of a very complex system. I'm not system. arguing that, Gil. I'm and, arguing and which rules are right, which are wrong, which are moral, which are so immoral. what democracy is about. The democracy is about electing people and putting them in power and then they make the decisions based on the community good. Well, I have to interject just for a moment. Well, it's, it's not, not, my it's idea. not exactly that <laughs> simple. And this country is not run by the rule of, of the majority. It is run by the rule of law. Um, you could not, for example, promulgate a referendum and say, um, our proposal is that we are going to, to um, um, eliminate all the mental, uh, mentally defective people in our country. Right. If 99% of Canadians voted yes, it still can't happen under the rule of law. So this is not a you, country where the majority rules well, in that sense. The majority sense. elects the government, and then the government proceeds in a legal way. But even the government couldn't do that. Under our constitution, yeah. the government would be constrained. Right. We have a constitution. That it could if it changed the law. Well, and it, and it can, yeah. And it can change the law. Well, it so, shouldn't be able well, to. Well, that's why... That's why the whole premise of a country has to rest on its morality and its moral base, because laws will only imitate the morality of the country. This, this sort of speaks to an issue you discussed earlier today, why you thought Canadians were so, uh, you know, nonchalant about what's going on in the country. It's because of the, of, of the supposed 
you know, input of dem democracy. It doesn't really work that way. It's a big fiction. We, we live in basically a parliamentary dictatorship, which we get to vote our dictators in once every so many years when they tell us they want to call a vote within a certain period of time. Now, some truth uh, to that. Uh, we have a dictator here named Ryan Spence. He tells me we have to pause for just a second. We'll be back to take your calls and continue our conversation after this. Our program continues. Bob Metz and sitting in for the vacationing Jeff Schlemmer, Gil Warren. And we're going to the phones now. We're Lillian. Will join us. Hi, Lillian. Hi. Hi, did you have something to say? Well, I just wanted to make the, the point that um, when, I think when you talk about downtown, you're talking about fostering community, mm -hmm. and, and you're talking about not, not, only, not only sort of the greater London, you're talking about, about, about a community of people, all of whom depend on each other for their livelihood. Mm -hmm. And when, you're down, when, when I take the bus downtown, I talk to people on the bus, I talk to people who are at the bus stop, and I get a, a greater sense of community. When I drive to the mall, mm -hmm. I don't talk to anybody. Isn't when the I problem, park my car, I don't talk to anybody. Isn't the problem, though, Lillian, when you get downtown with that wonderful sense of community, there's no community there waiting for you? Well, there would be if, if there was a better bus service and if, and if it was easier, if, it was, um, if more people felt the way I did and, and made an effort to shop downtown. No, it's not, about, it's not about making an effort, though, Lillian. It's about how do we coerce or convince people to make that effort. That's the problem. I disagree. There is a community downtown. I know a lot of people who are downtown. They have a community association. It's not obvious if you're just breezing through in, 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 your, in your car, but there is a community downtown. There are people who have lived downtown all their lives. I used to live downtown myself, mm -hmm. and there are people who live up above the stores and things like that. And so there is a community there. We need to strengthen that community. The community has deteriorated because of all the cuts uh, to uh, people on social assistance to all the unemployment we see people begging in the streets that we didn't see 20 years ago that's a symptom of the decline of our of our economy and and the I would say it's a symptom the rich of and the poor. increased taxes and no, more of a not. burden on the economy no. and and so what we have is is a deteriorating community downtown then people are reluctant to go downtown because there are beggars down there if you dealt with the problem of poverty there wouldn't be the beggars, and you'd have a stronger community downtown. But I think we must strengthen downtown well, as a neighborhood. As why a not do what you would suggest? Why not just force the beggars off the street? I mean, the city can do it. They can use force. No. no. Well, you won't use force against beggars, but you'll use force against mall owners. Is that how it works? I think that it, you need to use uh, your powers as a government when you need to use them. And I, you use the word force, but I mean... The police also make you not speed, you know. Is that force, you know? So Yes, uh, but it's an appropriate it's a application of it. It's a loaded term, force. And, and, and I yes, think that, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's your initiation of force versus a defensive kind of force, which is what, what, what we have on the, on the streets. I agreed that I'm going to drive at a certain speed when I get my license so that I can drive on somebody else's property, which is the government. And it's our property. It's everybody's property. Well, no, it's the government's property. That's no, just my a, property. Well, well, it's not your property. You can't you sell can't your The same old line. Yeah. You can't set up a tent out there and go to sleep. It's my property to drive down. It's mm -hmm. a communal property. All right. Okay. Lillian, I appreciate your call today. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Joe's with us. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you guys doing? Fine, thanks. Great. Um, I have a little idea for the downtown that's actually been bugging me uh, for a little while or hitting my head for a little while. Yeah. Um, what I have, we have, uh, we have a good bus system, I think. And, uh, that, well, the city is uh, responsible for it. And what I have in mind is, let's say, uh, there's a lot of people working downtown, and there's uh, quite a few people that could shop downtown. So what I have in mind was if the city gave away, uh, like, a one-way ticket that you pay, taking the bus downtown, mm -hmm. uh, then on the way back, the stores, if they have a little tag, uh, let's say 
the city could supply the stores with tags that uh, if people purchase something, let's say, above $10 or whatever, mm -hmm. they would get one of these tags with a time limit to use the bus to take free so back, back home. That's fine, but you recognize that the bus isn't free. You as a taxpayer are going to pay for that. Well, the, the, that for, okay? sure, for, for sure, but uh, let's say... The buses are already no, I don't, there. No, no, we, we understand that. Well, all I'm saying to you, though, is you your your solution, then, is essentially to put more city money into revitalizing the downtown. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to make it clear that that's what you're saying. Yeah, we, yeah, but the, the, the buses are already there, so let's say not a lot more tax money would be going towards them. Mm -hmm. So instead of them running half empty, they would be going, a quarter, you know, three-quarters full okay, or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, Joe, why not just let me, let, let, let's make the buses free? Then, then, uh, then I'm sure they... No, no. Free, that'll be too much. But I, I agree with that. Free buses. Uh, great no, free, I'm, I'm being that. facetious. Free, free. I'm being serious here. <laughs> no, I mean, free. scares me a little, Gil. I don't know. If, if we had the financial resources, I would actually like to see free public transit. We had free public transit back in the 20s and 30s. No, that's fine, but everything costs money. I think your idea, Joe, is great. Somebody's I mean, going to have to pay for it. But yeah, yeah I think your idea right, is right great. Now, right now, for it to take the bus downtown it's gonna, uh, and back, it's going to cost you about $4 or right. so. Right, yes, that's right. right. Yep. Let's, say, let's say, even if you work downtown, yep. it's going to cost you $2 to go to work, and then you're going to do a little bit of shopping, so you're going to put money into the stores and back into the community. And then you get a free ride, a free ride back home. Who would pay for that ride? The the, the store that you got the purchase from? That no, you no, said the city. no, no. The, but the everybody, city. everybody would. I mean, like right. instead of a store going out of business, they're still going to be able to pay their taxes. That's you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, you're you're not, uh, you're kind of moving the money a bit around and giving giving the stores a second chance type of thing because. People, people, if they, if they went shopping, they'll be spending more money, you know what I mean? The, the other thing I find amazing is that you have to pay for your bus ride, but the, the ride on the road is free. I mean, uh, no, roads, roads they're, are they're subsidized. They're not free. Somebody's got to pay for those roads. To be yeah, they are subsidized <laughs> by taxpayers, millions and millions of dollars. And uh, but we never think about that because because all free roads are okay, but you got to pay for public transit. So I think there's a contradiction there. Good. Appreciate your call, Joe. You're welcome. Good to hear from you. Tamara's with us, or is it Tamara? Tamara. Okay, Tamara. Okay, I'm from Ottawa, and I have a couple of suggestions for you. First of all, when it comes to people who are panhandling or asking for money, I think what Ottawa did to solve its downtown problem, and it was even worse because there were a lot of panhandlers and a lot of international visitors coming who were, who were really scared and it was leaving a really bad impression of Ottawa, is what they did is they developed something called the Ottawa Ambassador, where they hired some of those students or, or kids who should be in school, they cleaned them up, they gave them some lessons, and they made them into Ottawa ambassadors to walk around the downtown and help people who were visiting or, or people who were from Ottawa who had questions about where to go and find things. And they also helped some of the people who were homeless get to a shelter and, you know, ask them if they were being very aggressive with their, with their demands for money, if they wouldn't mind not being so aggressive. So that's that's one option. And who were who the ambassadors? Students or something? Students, exactly. Yeah. Young people. And they oh. put them in these bright yellow coats, and they looked right. pretty snazzy. And uh, it created youth employment. Right. Great okay. idea, but I would have hired the beggars. But, <laughs> and, um, well, it sounds it, to me, Tamara, that, that, that the city forced the panhandlers off the street. Is that what you're saying? Or how did they get them off the street? Well, I wouldn't say that they necessarily forced all of them off the street. But well, you said they went to a shelter. Well, if they needed a shelter, then they were taken to a shelter. But if they were being very aggressive in their panhandling, then they were asked to be not so aggressive. What if they continued? To be aggressive? Yeah. 
Um, I'm not really sure if the police got involved or what. I've never seen that happen. All I know is that the downtown core in Ottawa has become a lot friendlier mm -hmm. since they've had those Ottawa ambassadors. Nice. The other thing I wanted to mm -hmm. say about charging people for parking in, uh, in the suburbs, it's sort of a ridiculous notion. You have to have something in the downtown mall, in the Galleria, to attract people and make them want to pay for the extra parking. If you look at Toronto, Montreal, the bigger cities, the reason why people are willing to pay for the parking is because you have the really great stores there. You have the selection. You have the selection within the stores because usually they're bigger and you have the number of stores to get them down there and often the stores will give you a bit of a discount on parking. You can't simply force people to go someplace they don't want to go that doesn't have the selection. You got it right Thanks on that call, Tamara. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. I disagree. One of the more you can force them to go where they don't want to go? No, I, I just think that she's missing the point. I mean, the shoppers in downtown Toronto are taking the subway. I mean, they're not driving, and the vast majority of those people are using public transit. There's a lot of cars down there, Gil. Yeah, but the vast ma there are a lot of cars, but it's a very large city. The vast majority of people are public Get transit. Back to the phones with Rita. Hi, Rita. Hi, Jim. I'm uh, a person that my husband is in parking enforcement. Mm -hmm. And on this subject, I think you got a dreamer, and I think you got a person that... Uh, Which is one? Well, the fellow that is talking about too much taxes is the reason why uh, the welfare people are downtown more, things like that. He's the dreamer. He's the dreamer. Okay. And the other one is a business person, very much like myself, but I think he's more involved with corporate business. Well, I, I'm really confused because I see... What show is, is this it was, Bob Metz <laughs> was the guy who said that it was taxes and so on that put the people downtown. He's, he's the guy on the right. Mm-hmm. But I agree, to, to be quite honest with you, uh, when you're under a certain amount of earnings, you don't pay taxes. And most of those people are people that have no one to make sure they take their medication. A lot of them are from the hospitals. There's nowhere for them to go, but where do they go? But he wasn't talking about their individual paying taxes. His, his premise was that we all pay too much taxes. It stifles economic growth. It limits the amount of jobs available. And a lot too many people are unemployed. That was the point he was trying to make. Not that them paying individual mm -hmm. income taxes was too much, so they quit and went to the street. So do you tell City Hall people they're going to earn less money because we don't want to pay as many, much in taxes? I'm a business person sure, why not? where What's I wrong with can't, that? I don't have any garbage collection. What well, is wrong with and that? And I have to pay for garbage yeah. collection. I'm sorry, but uh, as a social person, I think no one wants to give out of their own paycheck. But Rita, what's wrong with, with you as a consumer saying to the provider of that consumer, I'm not paying that for it. It's what's too much wrong money. With, what's wrong Listen, with paying a decent wage? Most business people have to pay through landlords. I pay through a corporation that owns the plaza that I'm in, and they pay the business tax. And no one is going to take on the city when the bailiff walks in your door and says, I'm sorry, we're closing you down because you can't pay your bill. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, That's it's nice point, to Rita. talk about. I don't understand what you're, uh, with all due respect, I have the faintest idea what you're talking about. Did you know that the city hall sends out a bailiff if you oh, don't, sure. if oh, you're no, behind I, I in your taxes? I know all of that, but I don't know how you're relating this to the earlier well, comment. I, 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 I think, somebody help me Okay, here. I think what she's saying is that if, she said that her husband works for parking enforcement for the city. You can pay that guy. No, not for the city. But okay. the thing is, right. how many parking spots are there down there that are owned by the city, and how many are private parking lots? Right. Yes, most of it's private. Exactly. Yeah. They own the land. Mm -hmm. It's That's privately right. owned. It is not city-owned. City can't do anything about well, it. Well, Gil says they can. Gil wants them to put parking meters on the private lot, uh, land sure. and give the money to and the city. And I, as a business person who pays my tax and wants to feed my kids, mm -hmm. are going to say, sure, you can come in and do that. And the same as White Oaks Mall. The, I'm going to be a person that's in White Oaks Mall owning a business. I'm going to say, oh, 
okay, you put in parking enforcement in there, and I, I don't mind my customers paying that. They'll come out still. Mm -hmm. I, I, I come wanna, on. I, I want to make a point there that what I'm suggesting is the big mall should have, have parking paid. I'm not suggesting that some little store... Uh, on on a street would have to ha have that parking. I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the big problem here and the big problem. But Rita, if you, if you were in White Oaks and they came to you, came the 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 people who own White Oaks, they're going to raise my rent. Yes, exactly. That's all they're going to do, is and they're okay? going to take more more off the top. That's all. That's all that happens to the business person. So that's okay. So if you're now that business let's person. get down to talking well, Rita, about. Rita, Rita, wait, wait, wait. You're that business person, so that's okay. They put in paid parking outside and raise your rent. You're happy with that? No. And but that is but what you, you, you have were. to be realistic. You have you know both men on the show know that that's what's going to happen. Both men know that. What's going to happen? Is the fact that if I had to pay uh, for people to come into the parking lot and therefore less people are going to come, okay? So therefore I'm not making as much money. Mm -hmm. My rent is the same. Basically, percentage-wise, I'm paying more rent for less sales. Yeah, and you're happy with that? No. Well, I don't understand why you were uh, you were on Gill's side before, and you thought Bob was being silly. I'm on either side. What Are I'm you, saying is, is your business is, downtown is, or in the suburbs? You've you've got to realize the parking situation downtown isn't the whole problem. The whole problem well, is you have to create like Richmond Row did. They created a community. Wortley Road created a and community. And they did it entirely without the government involvement. Exactly. All the city assisted in that. Come on. No, explain where. No. No. No, the the, the you talk to the business yeah, on. people on Richmond Road. They pay a good yeah. dollar for their taxes for the size yeah, of all the yeah. places they have. Yeah. But not, not as much as they do downtown. Rita, I have to leave it there. I really appreciate your call. Though. Okay, Thanks then. very much. What do you mean, Gil? Come on, you told us just a minute ago that the roads were all free and belonged to everybody. Now you're bitching because they put the sidewalks in front of Richmond Row where oh, they're making money I'm, without the city helping. I I'm don't not, get it. I'm not complaining about that. I, the city played a role in helping Richmond Row. But that, that, that retail space, either Richmond Row or Wortley, Village. That's a limited sort of. But would you be happy thing. if the you city can't get everybody buying no. there? Would you be happy if the city played the same role downtown? In other words, they're going to provide sidewalks and benches and stopped right there. What's wrong with that? Because it's a much bigger problem. You have to get people living downtown. You have to get those parking lots that are privately owned now. Why do you uh, have to? Because you, if you have people living downtown, then you have people who will buy. But what if you don't people have people, who people living downtown? What then you've that? got a wasteland. You've got a dead core, which is what, where we're headed. The well, same thing that's happened in the United States and the major cities. It's a planning thing. Okay, we have to pause for a moment. We'll be back with more Left, Right, and Center. All right. uh, we're going to the phones now. We've got Terry with us. Hi, Terry. Good morning, Jim. How are you today? Fine. Can I ask you to be brief, please, because we're almost out of time. Well, i got a plan to revitalize the downtown. Mm -hmm. If the mayor thinks it can be done and she's worried about these movie theaters mm -hmm. and it's going to be profitable downtown, yeah. why doesn't the city build them? And in five years' time, when they show the paperwork to a private individual that is producing money, then they can sell it. Mm -hmm. Or they can take that money after it's producing such large profits downtown, because I think downtown's a dead horse being whipped. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's producing money, then they can take that money and revitalize the downtown with the money being made from these 12 theater screens that the city would build. Mm -hmm. You know, and lower the taxes. And right. You know, like I was in Kitchener a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about the transit system here. I hopped on a bus on a Friday night to go downtown Kitchener at 10:30, and when I got downtown, I bet you there was 3,000 people at the terminal. Mm -hmm. The bus I rode on was half full. Mm. You know, and downtown Kitchener is alive and, and moving. London's dead. Yeah, Terry, appreciate the call, sir. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Gil. Uh, does that make any sense from your perspective? That so should the city maybe build them down? No, I don't think so. I think that they should be a private sector initiative. Why? Uh, because I don't think the city. <laughs> 
it's got a lot of other things to do. It shouldn't be shouldn't be building theaters. I think that that there are too many theaters already. I think that the theaters downtown are not getting enough business, and I'm not in a rush to see more theaters built. And so I would say that uh, they should prohibit the theaters from being built in the suburbs, let the demand build up, and fill the existing theaters, and then build new theaters downtown when you've got them. Let's go back to the phones where Gord's waiting. Hi, Gord. Hi, Jim. Yes, sir. Uh, it seems rather ironic that your guest, uh, Gil, was uh, in favor of, uh, or he at least he scoffed at Bob when he suggested that high taxes are part of the problem downtown, and also uh, seemed to be in favor of expropriation of property. Now, to me, these policies would be in favor of big business because a small, a small businessman would rely on low and steady taxes and uh, property rights that are inherent when he rents or owns a piece of property. And uh, if a big business is allowed to come in and say to the city, we're going to make you tons of money and increase your tax base if you expropriate this piece of property, uh, we'll... we'll locate there, and that's what took place in Toronto, and it seems rather ironic that your guest, Gill, is in favor of big business. No, I'm not. I'm not in favor of expropriating some little business to let a big mall come in. I was talking about... Oh, for the city to do it. I see. Okay. No. Uh, uh, I don't think that, that uh, the big guys should wipe out the little guys using expropriation laws. Just on this As issue, long as the city does it. Just on the issue of taxes. Taxes are not causing the poverty. The poverty is being caused by three major things by a high unemployment rate in this country. Caused by taxes. No, no. Yeah, I, I, should, no, no hold, I pay taxes. Wait a minute, hold, hold everything. Uh, Gil, if you're going to say this on the air, I have no problem with it, but please, this is your opinion. This is not gospel from the mount. Okay, fair enough? Well, it has to be as a socialist. No, 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 that, no, let, I, no. <laughs> let, me, let me make the point. No, please do. The only, I, thing, the only point is I want my, is, is my opinion. opinion, but the, the problem here is that there's been a deliberate policy of high unemployment. There's been a deliberate policy of high interest rates and having a low inflation economy. There's been a problem of low taxes on the wealthy. Those three equal combined things have created a, de a depressed economy. Yeah, but They've my friend, you're, you're calling deficits. for expropriation of property by the city when will hurt did. the small guy, not the big guy. And I don't. And even if it did... Hey, Gordon, thank you, Major Point. Thank you, sir. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> let me get my brain together here. Robert Metz and Gil Warren joining us on Left, Right, and Center today. Um, and we're getting into it, and I like that, because that's what the show is all about. We want to get you, the listener, thinking about what's happening out there. And, Gil, I, w I, did w I hope you didn't take that in a negative sense. I simply think it's fair, if you're going to say, but up, but up, but up, that you preface it by saying, this is my opinion. But I've got a whole, whole briefcase here full of data on the alternative federal and provincial budgets that will show that those are the real reasons that well, we have. Well, you see, situation. I've read all of that material, and I don't think that's what it shows. So. You see, the difference is that you're looking at, at un unemployment and high interest rates as sort of a a cause of things. I don't look at them that way at all. I see them as an effect caused by something else. You don't have high unemployment for no reason. There has to be a reason. It's not the, the axiom that you the start The reason with. that we have the high unemployment is because the governments of Canada have pursued a policy of low inflation and high interest rates. That's been a deliberate policy in the last decade that is totally different than the policy that was pursued in the 70s. And so if if your government is worried about high inflation and wrestles it to the ground to zero, so you're they don't care about unemployment. They've allowed high unemployment. They want a surplus pool of workers out there ready to work for nothing to bid down wages. Okay, I want to ask you one question policy about that. i got to ask you one question because I'm unclear on this. Um, one of the, one of the, the primary drive primary forces behind it, but just behind low or uh, high interest rates, mm -hmm. is to control inflation. Yes. And, and 
the economists with whom I've discussed this tell me that the people who suffer most from inflation are the low-wage earners, not no, the rich people. No, no. It's the wealthy who are pressuring uh, the system to have low inflation. And yeah, but, the, the, but high inflation penalizes the little guy. No, it, it penalizes the big guy. If you have a million dollars and your inflation rate is 20%, a uh, million dollars of capital, yeah. and it's a yearly rate of 20%. Yes. You've lost 20% of the value of that million dollars. That's right. And those guys are the ones who, who encourage, encourage the high interest rate policies. Yes, you're right. A little old lady who lives in a house is, is hurt by a, by, by a process of high inflation. Mm -hmm. But most of the public, most of the workers... Uh, but you don't care as long as the big guy gets hurt. This is, again, the philosophy no, of spreading the pain no, out to no. everybody if, instead if of If there's helping. a problem with a little old lady trying to maintain her house, you, you then develop policies to deal with that high inflation. But I'm only suggesting... I'm not suggesting 20% inflation. I say we should have an economy with, say, 2 or 3 or 4% inflation. Well, we have one with well, about 1.5%. No, that's the problem, right? It's the difference. And so we have these high interest rates. So they're still high relative to the rate of inflation. And that is creating a large pool of unemployment workers, the economy is running at less than capacity, and that's, the, that's where we get these million people unemployed. So how do we fix that? We, we, we change what uh, the criteria are in terms of planning the economy. So we go for a full employment goal, we go for a low Who's interest we? rate goal. The, gov the government, the government, of and course. The no, no, there's no private no, let me, economy. Let me, let me finish. He asked me what we should. How do, do you get there? Yes. I, okay. What we should be doing is we should be aiming for full employment. We should be aiming for. Uh, lower interest rates. Well, we should be aiming to cure cancer, too. Get no, to no, the no. point. How the do you economy, do it? You, can, you choose How to lower do you get there, you, you, set your you set your objectives in terms of what you want to do. How do you get there? By having higher taxes on the wealthy. Okay, higher taxes on the wealthy. Having a, by having a bit of inflation in your economy, okay. like 3 or 4%. All right. By going for full employment. Well, going that, for. Going, making, what does that mean? Making a target. Yeah, and Who's going to employment if you're taking more tax money from the if rich people? If you have lower interest rates in your economy... No, but if you're going to take... Are you talking about forced labor? If you have lower interest rates in your economy, that will stimulate the economy. Business will go out and borrow. You'll have an economy that's closer to 100% than running at less than 100%. So lower interest rates are a key to that strategy. Folks, we got to leave it there, but you're coming back next week, right, Gil? Yes, I'll yeah, be Okay, back. just still away. So we'll continue our conversation with uh, Gil Warren and Bob Metz. I want to thank you for joining us today. Tomorrow on the program, was Brian Mulroney Rooney presumed guilty in the Airbus affair? William Kaplan's a lawyer and he's written an explosive book about this. He believes the former Prime Minister was a victim and was wrongly smeared as a crook. We'll also be talking to Leona Boyd, Canada's first lady of the guitar, and we're going to find out more about this meteor shower. You heard a little bit about that? The biggest one for, I don't know, eons, and we're going to see it very shortly. That's all coming up on the next edition of Talk of the Town. So for Gil and for Bob and for Ryan and for Karen, it's Jim Plant saying, saying, please take care of each other. Mind how you go. Stay tuned for Ask the Experts at 1230 with Bud Bullhill, and we'll see you then and again tomorrow at 9 o'clock for the next edition of Talk of the Town. Bye for now.